Well, hello, everybody. I hope that this podcast episode finds you well. Welcome to another new episode, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the noon, the night, the late night, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that it blesses you and encourages you. We are starting a new mission and a new adventure together as we are calling ourselves the focus point, and it's keeping Jesus the focus point. And that's what I get to do when I get these podcast episodes together or write a blog post or share a video. It's helping keep my focus on Jesus. It's helping me fix my eyes on Jesus. And I really hope that it does the same for you. And this new mission statement kind of comes out of Hebrews 12.2 and Psalm 121. And you can find out more about all of that at thepointoffocus.com. In this episode, we're continuing on. This is the third episode in a series called After. The first two episodes were done back in May, and the second one just recently got posted uh, as we've kind of restarted this podcast. So you can go check that one out. It probably would be good to check it out um, after you listen to this one. But I'm kind of going to fill in where the series was going and where it's going now and all of that. So back in May, I started the series called After, and it came out of something that Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church said. He kind of got people talking about normalcy. When are we going to return to normal? When are we going to go back to the way things were and all of that kind of stuff? And I got to thinking about it, and it's like, I don't think God wants us to. I agreed with Pastor Stephen. I agreed that I don't think God wants us to go back. He's taking us somewhere new, and we're trying to just go back to the way things were. And so that's kind of how the series was developed is when are we going back to normal? What is it going to look like? What are the all of that stuff? When can we go to the store without a mask on? And like my kids and my wife and my friends, and they were just asking me about all of this. So I didn't know how exactly long this after series was going to be. I started it in one of the first times ever, not really knowing where it was exactly going to go. And that God had a plan for it all along. Back in May, it went three weeks on the blog. And like I said, one week in the podcast. And I didn't know that I was going to come back to it. Some other things happened and some different, and so I took it in a different direction and God kind of took me in that direction and we wound up where we are now. And then it was almost like God, as I was sitting in church one day, it wasn't even about this stuff. And he just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and was kind of like after. And I got thinking about it in the remaining couple of weeks that I had mapped out for after was friendships and community. So we're going to talk about community next week, but this week we're kind of going to talk about friendships. And it's interesting as things are now opened back up to some extent and we're able to see people and hang out to certain standards and regulations and all of that. But still, it's important to understand that these friendships after, what are they going to be like? What are they going to look like? How different are they going to be? Because the pastor that I mentioned as I was sitting in church and this is why it kind of came up, was he was talking about COVID and it's making everybody distant. We're not meant to be that way, but I'll get to that in just a second. But it's conditioning us to be away from each other. Where the most extroverted people 
or like, oh, I've got to be, they get fueled off of being around people. Introvert, introverted people are kind of like, oh, this is okay, I guess. But even the most introverted person now is beginning to see the, the suffering of being cooped up and not being able to interact with humans. We've all been locked in our homes, unable to meet with friends and family and really anybody. And he shared that some people live off of friendship. This pastor shared that some people live off of friendships and that he's got family members that are having a really bad time with this because they can't see people. And as I said, it's because we're not meant to do life alone. And that's Genesis 2.18 where the Bible says, The Lord God said it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So obviously in Genesis it was talking about Eve and and all of that kind of stuff and being alone in the garden. But it's talking about alone. It's talking about it's not good for us to be alone. It's not good for us to sit in our house by ourselves and be alone. And I was preparing to talk to my fourth and fifth graders at my church and we're talking about friendships this year and I think that's part of all of God's timing but we were looking at Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon one of the wisest men who ever lived and he kind of echoed what God said in this book of Ecclesiastes but Solomon gained his wisdom when he answered a question that God had The question was, that night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, what do you want? Ask, and I'll give it to you. Now, talk about total access. God was pretty much giving Solomon a blank check. God was pretty much saying anything and anything that you want, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. Now, I know how I would have answered that. I would have been like, well, let's go then. Let's, this is what I want. La, 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 la. And just start listing a whole bunch of stuff, right? But that's not how Solomon replies. The first thing that Solomon says is, You have showed great, faith, great and faithful love to my servant. To, sorry. You have showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David. Because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on the throne. So he starts off by praising God. He starts off by telling God, you have shown great faithfulness and love to me. You showed it to my father. You showed it to people before him. And now you're showing it to me. And so he's pretty much in adoration that God is just giving him this great love and faithfulness. Then he says this, Solomon goes, Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern these great people of yours? Now, these are out of 1 Kings 3, if you wanted to go check them out. But basically, he's like, I want wisdom. I want to know how to govern your people. I want to be able to make the right choices. I want to be able to help other people even make the right choices. So, Solomon didn't ask for riches. Solomon didn't ask for all of this stuff. He asked for wisdom. 
And the Bible says that the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and not have asked for a long life or wealth or death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or will ever have. I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. So he's, he's gotten what he didn't ask for. So God blessed him greatly. And the Bible continues to say, No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. So Solomon could have asked for all of that, but he didn't. And his answer pleased God's heart. And he was able to get more than what he asked for. Now let's get back to the words that he wrote in Ecclesiastes about friendship. And about how he echoed God. You know, it's not good for man to be alone. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon has these words to say. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better than one, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. The first thing he says is that it's best to people for people to be with other people. I mean, like I said, does that sound familiar? That's exactly what God said. He looked down at Adam and he's like, it's not good for him to be alone. He's like running out of things to do. Like he needs somebody to help him. So it's like what God said here. He's saying two people are better than one. When we are with other people, we can accomplish more than we could ever do alone. We can do things like a lot of the times I think sometimes I got this comes into our minds. I can handle this. I don't need any help. I can pull up my math grade. I can pick up the pieces of my marriage. I can do this all by myself. I can do it all by myself. I don't need any help. And we realize that we slowly, slowly, slowly begin to fall down. And that's what he says next. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. So he says that if a person falls, there's no one there to help. But when we are together, there are people around to help us when we fall. So when we are struggling with our math grade or our marriage is on the rocks or ending and we don't have any idea how to fix it or we are going through divorce or some other kind of grief and we said, I can do this alone, I can do it alone, I can do it alone. But we can't. It's not what God says. And so then eventually we'll fall down if we don't get the help that we need and there's people around waiting to help. I found that out with a story that I've told many different times on this podcast and over on the blog and across some videos like but I got into a situation where I was facing the end of my marriage and I was like I can handle this alone. I've got it. It's what's best. I can do it by myself. But I didn't start to get real healing and I didn't start to get real help until I started talking to other people about it. Until I had other people around me helping me and encouraging me. And maybe it's these other things that come up. Maybe you lose a job. Maybe a family member gets sick. Maybe a loved one passes away. Maybe you get betrayed by somebody close to you. It's 
those kind of circumstances and situations where we need people that can knock us down and we don't see them coming. And so we wind up doing all of that. But then Solomon says, in the last thing, three people are better than two. Well, he says three people are even better. He's talking about groups. He's talking about it's good to have some friends. It's good to have a couple people around you, but it's good to be in groups. It's good to have people around you because it's not easily broken that way. It's tight-knit. And that's why we're going to look at a little bit of community next week to kind of go along with that verse, verse 12. But one friend can give you advice, another friend can give you advice, and you can make like a really sound decision. Especially if the three people that you ask all give you the same answer. Or if you get into a group of people and they're saying this is really what you should do, it's probably a good thing. But this is why even the most introverted people are having trouble. I've always said that I'm good sitting at home by myself, watching TV, playing a video game, hanging out with my kids. But even this pandemic has gotten me to want to be around people. Like when my church opened back up, I was like, yes, I'm going because I wanted needed to be around the people. And a lot of those people at my church have helped me through the what I just talked about. So it's good to get out. And I guess it's really true you don't know what you have till it's gone. Right? These friendships, a lot of friendships are suffering from this, or people just are in in, in the need to be with people. But some people are still scared. Some people still don't know what exactly to make of this pandemic. And some people are still shying away from even getting with people. But it's so important to get out and be with people. Zoom calls and FaceTime and telephone calls and text messages just don't cut it. It's really cool to have when you can meet with your friends every Friday night and go and hang out with them and have great conversation and shoot them text messages during the week. But when it's like your only thing, it's not good for us to be that way. And it wears on you. It eventually starts getting you down. And I know, because like I've said, I'm the most, like, if I'm not around people, I'm okay. But even this got to me. Going to work, going home, going to work, going home. It even got me so down and out of it for a little bit. Like, I had these emotions and stuff that I didn't even know I could have. And I just had these feelings and just like something was missing. And it took a lot longer because, like I said, I am more of an introverted person. But it took longer for me to get these feelings. So I know for me, I'm going to take every chance I can to get together with friends that will. As I mentioned, some are still kind of like, meh. But I'm just glad to see the people that are out. And this is no different. He wants us to do new things. And I believe that God wants us to be better after all of this is over, especially in the area of our friendships, to value those friendships that sometimes we do take for granted. That sometimes we aren't always maybe the best of friends. And we make decisions and choices and we put our friends on the wayside and we don't always go there to help when they need it and just stuff like that because, you know, we have the ability to see them. But now it's just kind of like, ah, I got to dive in and help my friends. Are we going to be able to be more willing to be available? Are we going to be willing to be better 
after? Are we going to send text messages a little bit more often, even though I know I just said it's not the same, but at least it's something? Are we going to encourage our friends to kind of get out and meet in a public space, even if it's outside somewhere where we can meet and hang out? Friendships are so important, even so much so, Jesus picked up friends. And we're going to talk about that next week. The Son of God picked up a group of friends. And I can't wait to talk about that one. I can't wait to unpack about community a little bit more next week. So I hope that this blesses you. I hope that it encourages you. Two people are better than one. It's not good for you to do things alone. Get some, get some people in your life. Don't do life alone. And once again, share this podcast episode with your family and your friends or anybody that you feel needs this encouragement because that's one way to kind of get this stuff out. Friendships are so important and helping friends during this time is so super important. So God bless you and thank you for listening.